Good morning Cornerstone and uh, welcome to uh, Sunday Morning Word. Um, I'm going to be talking about the, uh, the area of generosity and uh, um, as part of a three-part series on the Kingdom of God and, and of giving. And so it's, it's great to, to have the easiest topic, uh, uh, which is um, just being generous. So God's kingdom is a generous domain. And so we're welcome when we, we come to, to Christ, when we come, become a Christian, we come into the, the family, we become part of a benevolent domain. And as part of that domain, um, we, we're, we're generous, we give. And so part of being a part of, of the family of God is, um, is generosity. And it's something that we do weekly. It's something that we do daily. And uh, we, we do it in practical terms. We do it in uh, metaphorical terms. But uh, uh, because of, gener of the generosity of, of God, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that who, whosoever believes in him won't perish but have eternal life. So we are born by believing in Christ into a generous domain. One of the great stories uh, that, that Jesus told, uh, and it challenges the, the human element uh, in which as, as human beings we, we have limits. We have limits on our income, we have limits on our abilities, our resource, our time, all sorts of restrictions. And so uh, we tend to as in our um, uh, in our ability to sort of manage ourselves and look up, look after ourselves, uh, we we tend to work within our means and live within our means, and that that that's a good thing. It's a wise thing, but when it comes to God living with Christ, um, that has to change, and so uh, this story that Jesus told was was of a a man uh, who had uh, been given quite a bit of responsibility as a manager and his big boss um, is aware that he's, he's actually not doing as, as well as he could and so seeks to terminate his uh, position. Uh, he being a, a shrewd or a, or a bit of a snake, uh, he uh, decides to go to all the debtors of his um, boss and halve their debts. So he had still had authority to do this. And so he gets himself in the good books of a whole range of people uh, by benefiting them enormously. And, uh, and so that when he, uh, of course, gets severance, um, his hope was that he's rubbed their, rubbed their backs and now they can rub his. Uh, so the, the master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world, Jesus said, are more shrewd in their dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And, but Jesus says, I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth. In other words, without using 
the money system, the asset system that we have, uh, so that when it fails, and it will, they may receive you into eternal dwellings. So what we have here is a picture of, uh, of, of a person who, because of their extravagance, their generosity, their making friends of people uh, through, through money, through financial systems, it was in such a way that they will be received in eternal dwellings. Now what Jesus is talking about here is the, the fact that uh, when we come into eternity, and there's been many stories of people who have had near deaths or short, they've died and they've come back to life again, and they've, they've been welcomed into, they've seen into the world to come, they've seen into heaven. And, uh, and in doing so, there have been some cases uh, where people have seen their relatives and their friends and people that they have helped throughout their life running towards them uh, to greet them and to welcome them into eternal dwellings. And so what Jesus is talking about here is that as we actually use our natural resources, as we use our time, our money, our abilities, um, our opportunities, uh, then, uh, and as we use them to help people, there'll be people waiting for us. I was just thinking as well of the story of Schind Schindler's uh, List and the way Schindler helped so many Jews uh, during the Second World War, uh, such that afterwards he was just, he could have sold something else. He could have, he could have done something more. He was just thinking of how many poor pe more people he could have helped. Uh, um, uh, survive the war and actually uh, have life and how much more we as God's people are called to invest our lives into people in such a way, such an extravagant way that our reward is not what we'll leave for our children or uh, for future generations or the bank, you know, but it, uh, it's, it's what uh, we can sow eternally into people's lives by a generosity to people perhaps sometimes when they they don't deserve it so one who is faithful in a very little thing jesus said is faithful in much and one who is dishonest in a very little thing is dishonest in much if then you haven't been faithful in the unrighteous wealth who will entrust you with the true riches and if you've not been faithful with in that which is another's who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and money. You can't serve God and the resources that we'll have in this world. So uh, we're, we're encouraged as, as Christians. James uh, challenges the church of his day, the brother of Jesus, you know, in uh, those who, who are the haves, who have things, to be rich in generosity, to be rich in giving. And so we will pre prepare for ourselves an eternal reward. So, uh, okay, we're, uh, we're on the way in this, this amazing uh, journey of generosity. 
You know, Josh and Graham pointed out it's the kingdom of God and not the old, harsh and legalistic temple cult. Uh, that, that, that thing that was so harsh and, and uh, uh, chastening on people. Uh, it was imbued with human manipulation and biased uh, casuistry. You know, that, that area of, um, of rationalizing the Bible uh, to make it say what we want it to say. And, uh, you know, we can, a person can make the Bible say anything we want to if we try hard enough, and a lot of people do. So it's, uh, it's a call for us to, to really honestly look, what does the kingdom teach? What is kingdom justice? And uh, what is his mercy and faithfulness? You know, we, we, uh, we live in a, uh, a world that is, is very science driven. And we've got a whole series of TED talks that talk about generosity and people who give testimonies and examples of how just normal uh, people giving, showing generosity and kindness and how their lives are enriched. And not only their lives are enriched, but others, other people's lives are blessed and, and helped through their generosity. It's now science generosity. And uh, Patrick Stokes of Deegan University uh, says, being generous, everything from giving someone directions to helping a friend move house, activates the part of the brain that makes you feel pleasure. Plus, it releases a hormone called oxytocin that helps mediate social interactions and emotion. The higher your oxytocin levels, the more you're likely to give. It sounds, uh, sounds interesting, doesn't it? The more you, you give, the more you will give. Some people might be worried about that. Uh, the mechanism is so powerful that even thinking about generous, being generous, can boost your mood. In fact, a recent Swiss study found people who planned to spend money on other people reported higher levels of happiness than people who intended to keep the cash for themselves. So science is telling us that, uh, um, that it actually will help you uh, physiologically, emotionally, psychologically, even relationally to be generous. Um, and we know business is like that. It, the more you give, uh, the more it helps your business. And the, uh, the leader of the opposition this week was, was saying we should give everyone in Australia a uh, $300 gift uh, so that they'll get a jab um, as a motivation. Uh, and uh, the psychology that generosity works. I don't know about you, but for me, I think just to be uh, healthy and avoid uh, dying of, of COVID-19 uh, because I've had my jabs is more than enough reward. Solomon had his own University of Science and, and Proverbs are full of it. He was passing on to his younger generation and he says the, the person, one person freely gives yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Uh, he also says a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And so 
Solomon said it many thousand years ago, science is always catching up. Um, you know, the other thing about that is that, uh, uh, as Stokes says, if you think that what you have is your right or entitlement, then you can rationally justify to, to yourself giving less of it away. If, however, you see it as fortuitous, uh, you'll be more inclined to be generous with what you have. In other words, if we, if we look at life in terms of, of what we have worked for and what we've gained, and some people are very proud of how hard they've worked and what they've achieved and what they've gained uh, in this life, um, um, there's a tendency there to be more reluctant to actually be generous with it. Because it but people who have received their wealth and, and, uh, and just the way they look at life. I mean, here we are in Australia. We're in one of the very elite wealthy nations of the world. And we're in the very top percentile of income and wealth. And that's right across Australia um, compared with, with, with many other nations. Uh, with, with that uh, benevolence or with that fortuitiveness of being born in or of living in Australia, um, it can open generosity towards others. It just naturally unlock that. So there's an inclination. And that's, I think that's helpful because um, it, it, it comes back to the very root word of, of generosity. Uh, generosus. Uh, Generositatem in the Latin. <laughs> That's probably a bad uh, rendition there, but it speaks of nobility, excellence, magnanimity. Uh, from generous of noble birth, magnanimous, meaning munificence, quality of being generous. So that's that was recorded, uh, you know, 15th century uh, and in the 1600s, the the use of generosity as a as a part of society and the way it worked, a liberality in giving, uh, freedom from meanness or smallness of mind and character. And it's from this that I want to bring us now into uh, what we have as followers of Christ, because it says we are born again into a living hope that as we uh, trust in Christ, uh, we are, and as it says, uh, you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich yet for your sakes, he became poor so that by his poverty he could make you rich. And so we're born again into this living hope. And through faith in Jesus, we receive the very riches of heaven. We receive eternal life, eternal wealth. We receive not only life eternal, but we receive a grace of God that comes from being born into the very family of God who created heaven and earth and everything that there is, who is virtuous beyond uh, comprehension and, and who is generous beyond comprehension. So we are born anew uh, through faith in Jesus into a 
generous domain, which is God's domain, from a limited earthly perspective and resource into a boundless, eternal and miraculous supply. Miracles are part of following Jesus, from striving and deprivation to shalom, from personal deficiency to provisioning for others. In other words, we're not thinking of our own lack, but we're actually all about others and provisioning for them, giving uh, to the needs of others, from relational breakdown to an agent of prayer and healing. And there's so many stories of people who start off in poverty. I know my own family, I've got Scotch blood, and, uh, and there was that, and my parents had been through the, uh, the Depression years. And, and so we were brought up to value what we had. There was a, a mean streak, that Scots streak in me. And it's something I've had to work against, that self-preserving thing within me. But Jesus brings a generosity out in our lives. His spirit into our lives brings a generosity there. So we move from bankruptcy to a Holy Spirit-empowered generosity in life. And so, start off, we go through, there's four M's I just want to briefly mention. One is metamorphosis. Uh, metamorphosis. We, we, there's a, a transformation that happens in our lives and so that we can see ourselves no longer in, in poverty, but we see ourselves in wealth, that we see ourselves as sons and daughters of God, that we see ourselves um, as a royal people, as born in to royalty. And, uh, and that changes our view of things. And so it means our motives for, for life, our godliness. We're part of a family and we're modeled by that family. Not the old family, not the old struggling mean family, but the new family of God. We have humility. And, and so that uh, we don't we don't brag about what we do. We, we do it secretly. We're lib we have a liberality like the women who anointed Jesus. And we're filled with love. And this is how we know what love is. Jesus laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material positions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. So there's a willingness that motivates us to sow and to be generous uh, with those around us beyond our own capacity. And in that, just like the nobles of old, there's a magnanimity uh, that God wants, uh, magnanimous. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a generous or forgiving uh, attribute, especially towards a rival or a less powerful person. You know, and Jesus said, you know, you've love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say love your enemies. Yeah, so we, we're called to actually show an extravagance even for those who are our adversaries, to show uh, a magnanimity. In other words, we... We, we think bigger, we see bigger, we're, we're the bigger person in, in the issue. And to have a munificence, which is a quality or action of being extremely generous. Um, and this was the case 
certainly that Paul talks about with the, uh, the Macedonians. It's, it says they were they had, had many troubles, they were very poor, but they were filled with an abundant joy which overflowed into rich generosity. And so uh, Paul brags about their generosity to the, the Corinthians uh, and that they were a very wealthy, affluent society, the people of Corinth. And God, I believe, wants to challenge us today to be people who are munificent, that we are living above and beyond, not, not foolishly, but we're living in faith. And how do we live in this area? You know, we move in faithfulness, but we move in faith. We live in faith. And as we give, we give not according to our own capacity, but we're giving according to the riches of glory in Christ, which is in us, which is in you. May God bless you as you give, as you pour out your life, as you live in the magnanimity and the uh, munificence and, uh, and the motivation and, and as you go through, maybe you need to come again and just say, Lord, change me, renew me, go through a metamorphosis. Lord, I want to be born anew into this generous life of the kingdom that overflows everywhere. Bless you.